Welcome to Westport Road Baptist Church. We're so glad you've decided to join us for today's message. Westport Road Baptist Church is located at the corner of Hurstbourne Lane and Westport Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have a Bible, please have it handy and prepare your heart and mind as our pastor, Chip Pendleton, brings us the Word of God. Good morning and welcome everybody, especially welcome people watching online. Glad that you're here with us. We're continuing our sermon series, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. The first two weeks, we made the case on why we needed to eliminate hurry in our life. And for the next four weeks, we're going to be looking at four things that Jesus did to eliminate hurry in his life. And if anybody was busy, it was Jesus, so we can learn from that. But we live in a world of constant motion, constant activity, constant hurry. And sometimes it's the church as much as anything else that can wear you out. Anybody ever been worn out by the church before? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We all have just just constant things going on, constant things you're being asked to do, and we get tired. A couple weeks ago, the first Sunday of our Ruthless Elimination series, uh, I had the uh, 9.30 service, I had the 11 o'clock service, I just ate a quick uh, lunch in my office, then I had a meeting at 1, I had a meeting at 2.30, I had a wedding at 4, and then I had a meeting after that, and I got home around 7 o'clock, and I came in, and I was about ready to pass out. Dawn actually took a picture of it. Do y'all want to see it? This is a picture of me when I first got home uh, after that. <clears throat> I was just tired. I mean, I, I was really tired when, when I got home. And, and I remember saying when I walked in, it was good to have a Sabbath day, you know, just to, just to come and have a, have a day of rest like that. Well, we're going to look over into uh, Genesis chapter 2, and we're going to look at three words out of Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, and then see how Jesus used those <clears throat> in his life. So let's look at that, Genesis 2, verses 2 and 3. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he'd been doing, and on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So the first habit that Jesus brought into his life to help eliminate hurry in his life was Sabbath. And, and Sabbath is the oldest of all the four things he was going to do. It's from the very beginning of creation. God created in six days. On the seventh day, he rested. The literal Sabbath day is actually Saturday, not Sunday. Uh, that was the, the, the last day of the week. Uh, Sunday is actually the first day of the week. Christians begin to worship them because that's when Jesus rose from the grave but it's not the literal Sabbath day itself but when you look at our passage of scripture here there's three words that we're going to pull out and see how Jesus made these important in his life when it came to having a Sabbath and the first word is rest the second word is blessed and the third word is holy rest blessed and holy and we're going to see how Jesus incorporated all of those into his life so let's jump right into it first thing we see is this the sabbath gives us a rest that we so desperately need the sabbath gives us a rest that we so desperately need now in our scripture we're told that after six days god rested uh, on that day the word sabbath the hebrew word shabbat literally means to stop or to rest so God stopped working, God rested, however you want to translate that word, and God now expects us to do this. It became such an important idea in Israel that when Moses went up and received the Ten Commandments, the, the commandment to remember the Sabbath day, to remember the day of rest, and to keep it holy became a part of the Ten Commandments. The interesting thing is, it's the only one of the Ten Commandments that we don't mind breaking. 
We can break the Sabbath every week, and we don't care about that. But any other Ten Commandments, we might get a little antsy at. If you kill somebody, you might feel just a little bit <clears throat> guilty about that later. Uh, if you commit adultery, if you lie, if you uh, covet something that's someone else's, you'd feel guilty about those things. But if you break the Sabbath, you don't care, and nobody else cares. As a matter of fact, you may be even applauded for not keeping the Sabbath. Man, Look at what a hard worker they are. Got to really be proud of them. You know, uh, uh, one of the things I read was uh, somebody said one time, you know, well, the devil never takes a day off, so why should I take a day off? But the thing is, we probably don't need to pattern our lives after the devil, you know. Uh, I don't know. That just might be, be a, a good a bit of advice uh, that's there. But when you say you don't need a Sabbath, when you say you don't need a day of rest, and understand this, the original concept of Sabbath was centered around rest. Now, worship played a part, but it was mainly about rest, a rest for your mind, a rest for your body, a rest for your soul, and we needed all of those things. So when you say, I don't need that, it's incredible arrogance. If God rested after six days and God tells you to rest after six days and you say, I don't need it, what you're saying is, I know better than God. I'm so arrogant that the way I feel about it is, if I stop even for an hour, the world's just not going to go any further. You know, the whole world's going to fall apart. The world needs me. God can rest for a day. Give him a day off, but don't give me a day off because I'm too important to everything going on in the world. That's basically what it comes down to. And so we think that we're resting sometimes because we take an hour off here or, or uh, for lunch we took an extra 15 minutes, but that's not the kind of rest that we're talking about here. Even at night sometimes we think we're resting and we're not. Anybody here ever look at their iPhone or their iPad or, or something like that at night while you're lying in bed? Anybody? Yeah, some of you aren't telling the truth, but some of you, some of you are, are, are admitting it. Well, did you know that when you're doing that, you're actually decreasing the, the, uh, the, uh, the chances that you're going to get a good night of sleep? Here's a couple of, of graphs that, that, I, that I found here. Look at the first one here. So the blue light on your telephone, your iPad, whatever, the blue light makes your body think it's like 4 o'clock. 4 p.m. And so all you're doing is decreasing the melatonin and disturbing your sleep hormones. Uh, look at the next one here. This is the one that really gets me. Your blue light on your telephone means your melatonin rate that helps you to sleep has been reduced by 80%. 80%. So if you think you're relaxing and getting ready for bed by, by looking at your telephone and your iPad, you're actually making it much harder. So even when we think we're resting, we're not. But the, the Shabbat, the Sabbath, is supposed to be a day of rest, a day of rest for your body, because God says, look, you just can't go nonstop and not rest your body. Pretty soon you run out of gas, and you, and you make yourself sick if you never take any time off and you never get any rest. Not only that, you need a rest for your mind. You just can't have your mind going nonstop and never resting. Uh, we never turn our mind off. We never unplug, and because of that, uh, our, our minds are getting worn out. And then finally, we need a rest for our souls. When was the last time you actually sat down and said, I wonder how I'm living my life right now? 
And what are the things that I'm doing that are pleasing to God and not pleasing to God? What about the times I got angry or irritated about this? What about the times I let people down? When was the last time you actually took a Sabbath for your soul and went to God and had God refresh you and forgive you and bring you back to him? Well, Jesus knew that he and his disciples needed a a day of rest. And we're going to look over into uh, Mark chapter 6. In Mark chapter 6, Jesus has become a rock star. Everybody wants to see him. Everybody wants to be around him. And this is a particular incident in the life of Jesus and his disciples. Just two sentences. Look at what it says. So many people were coming and going, they didn't even have a chance to eat. Now, you're pretty busy if there's so many people coming and going, so many people wanting a piece of you that you don't even have a chance to eat. That's where Jesus was with his disciples right now. They couldn't even get a meal. It was just constant, nonstop, 24-7. And look at what Jesus says to his disciples. Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place, and let's get some Sabbath. Let's get some rest. That's the word that's used here. And so they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. Jesus was about the most important ministry in the history of the world, the salvation of the world. And he told his disciples, we need to get away and get a Sabbath. We need to get away and get a time of rest for our minds, our body, and our soul. But we live in a world with so much pressure and people expecting so many things from us, it's hard to actually get a day of rest. Uh, Beyonce, the the singer, was in Belgium uh, recently and she was put in the hospital after collapsing after a show and the doctor said, you've got total exhaustion and uh, you've just gone nonstop, you need to rest and if you don't take a rest of at least a couple of days, you're endangering your health. And instead of taking a day of rest, Beyonce, so much pressure, so much money on the line, she actually performed the next night. And this is what she put out to her fans from the hospital. To my dearest fans in Antwerp, I've never postponed a show in my life. It was hard for me. I promise I'll make it up very soon. I'm sorry if I disappointed you. Thank you for your concern. I feel much better now. I'm ready to give it a great show. See you tonight. So instead of taking a night off, she was immediately back at it and you understand the pressure and everything going on but when we do that we're 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 hurting ourselves physically mentally and we're hurting ourselves in our souls so we need that day of rest that we would talk about in genesis 2 the next word we said was blessed blessed the sabbath is supposed to be a blessing from god to make our lives better the sabbath is a blessing from god to make our lives better now the word blessing means an undeserved unmerited gift from god god is giving you a blessing he's giving you a gift that you don't deserve and that's what sabbath is sabbath is an undeserved blessing that god is giving us to make our lives better and to be lived at a higher level now we don't see it that way we think of a sabbath as being a punishment almost we're like a kid that's been sent to his room and given time out Go to your room and say, I've got too much to do. I can't take a Sabbath. Why are you sending me to my room for a time out here? You know, I don't have time to rest my body. Don't have time to rest my soul. I'm too important. I got to get out there. I got to do it. But the Sabbath was supposed to be a blessing that made our lives better. And we need that blessing. 
because we never turn off. We never turn off our minds. We never turn off our bodies. We're constantly going. Has anybody here <clears throat> ever checked your work email on vacation? Has anybody here ever had your spouse jump on you for checking your email on vacation? <clears throat> it's the exact same group of people. Do you know one of the reasons <clears throat> that we can never disconnect? Because this is your office. This is, this is your whole computer. This is everything going on. And so you're never disconnected from it because that's always there. It's always a part of you. It's always going on. Now, I'm going to show you a statistic that is absolutely stunning. Look at this uh, uh, right here. The average person touches their cell phone 2,617 times a day. Now, when I say touch it, I just mean touching it. So I've touched mine three times here during this sermon, just picking it up and showing it to you. doesn't mean actually getting on it. It just means touching it. The average person, 2,617 times. A heavy user, 5,400 times a day will touch their cell phone. Apple statistics say this. The average iPhone is unlocked and used at least eight times an hour which means in a 16-hour day, you are on your iPhone over 100 times a day. And we don't think we have an addiction when it comes to something like that. We don't think that our minds are never turning off, that we're constantly connected. And yet the Sabbath was given to disconnect us and to make our lives better. Over in Mark chapter 2, Jesus and his disciples were going to worship, but they got up late and they missed breakfast. Anybody here ever late to church and missed breakfast before? This morning, I got to church, and I had, I, I, I was, you know, got here, was running into the office. I had a bag with my breakfast bar and my banana. And I passed Margaret Blaine, and she points out, you left your sermon in the car. And I said, oh, well, you got to have some priorities. I mean, you know. My priority was my breakfast here. You know, I was going to eat that uh, as I was running into the first service there, you know. Well, Jesus and his disciples are missed breakfast. They're going through the grain fields to get to the synagogue. And some of the disciples begin to pull off some of the, the grain kernels and eat them for breakfast. And when some of the religious leaders see it, they go, what are you doing? You're working on the Sabbath day? That's a sin. They're sinners. And in Mark 2.27, this is Jesus' response to that. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. That's a real important distinction because sometimes we think it's just the opposite. We think this is what God did. During creation, God created Sabbath day. And then he created people. And he said, people, keep Sabbath day or ye be a sinner. That's not what happened at all. Turn it around the other way. God created people. And after he created people, he said, I want to give these people I've created and that I love so much something that's going to bless their lives and make it better. So I'm going to give them a day of rest. I'm going to give them a day of rest to rejuvenate and refill them and make them stronger and better people than they could ever be without it. I'm going to bless them. That's what Jesus is saying here. The Sabbath isn't something that holds people down. It's not something that keeps you in line. It's not something that keeps you from having fun. It is something that fills you up.
that you need, it's a blessing. I know uh, when we used to pastor, when Don and I were in Owensboro and, and pastoring there, that um, there, the pastor that started the church, the famous story about him was every Sunday he would drive around the town, and if you weren't a member of his church or not, he would yell at anybody that wasn't, uh, that was working. So if you were mowing your grass, he would stop and get out and tell you you were sinning and, and, and everything like that. Uh, and he told them one Sunday that they couldn't watch NFL football games, you know, on Sunday. You know, you could be in danger of going to hell if you watched NFL football games. And I tell you, some of the teams you all watch, you probably are in danger of going to hell. But, but, <laughs> but not, not all of them. Not, not, not you know. So what's the point? The Sabbath is supposed to be a time where you are made new and, and your body is restored. You know what that's called? recreation you ever heard of a word like recreation before anybody recreation yeah it's not recreation that wears you out but it's whatever you're doing that's filling you back up again that's what it's supposed to be about now part of that should be a time of filling yourself back up with God but whatever fills you up on that day for some people working in their yard uh, might be a time of recreating themselves and filling themselves up for me, that would be like a punishment from Satan himself. You know, I want you to go work in your yard. Why do you hate me? You know, something like that, you know. But it's whatever is filling you up, God gave us the Sabbath as a day of rest. You know, God knew something that we're just now figuring out. In 1926, Henry Ford went to the 40-hour work week. We've talked about that before. But what you might not know is that Henry Ford just didn't do it on a whim. Let's see if this works. They did a lot of research before they went to the 40-hour work week. People were working 50 to 60 hours, six days a week when they went to do this. But they began to experiment, and they would take a whole line. So if you worked from, let's say, uh, noon to midnight or something, they took that and they said, let's experiment and put them on a 40-hour work week. And this is what they began to find. After 50 hours, total productivity for the day went down, not up. 50 hours was negative. 40 to 50 was spurious, but 40 hours seemed to be the sweet spot. And so they went to a 40-hour work week. People said, you're crazy. It's not going to work. You're going to lose productivity. You're paying people for nothing. This is insane. And when they did it, productivity went up. The product quality went up. And what the people were producing was done at a much higher level. Why? Because the people were rested, and a rested worker produced a whole lot more than a tired worker ever did. Now, we think we're geniuses for figuring that out. God said it a long time ago, that remember the Sabbath day, it's going to be a day that rejuvenates and gets you going and re replenishes you so that you can live at the highest levels. So we've talked about rest, we've talked about blessed. The last one we're going to talk about is holy. The Sabbath is holy and by its nature different than all the other days of the week. It is holy and in its very nature different than other days of the week. Now the word holy means different, set apart, above, special. So he said this day, this blessed day of rest is different than other days. This blessed day of rest is set apart from other days. It's above other days. It's special and unique from other days because the other days you're out there, you're doing your work, you're taking care of your house, you're doing everything you need to do, but one day a week you need to stop. You need a Shabbat. You need to rest. 
rest your body, your mind, and your soul. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus goes back to Nazareth, and in verse 16, he's going to the synagogue to worship, and look what it says. He went to Nazareth where he'd been brought up, and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. Jesus made it his custom to have a Sabbath day of rest. The busiest guy on planet Earth at that particular time made it his custom to have a day of resting his mind, his body, and his soul, and we still need to be doing the exact same thing. But it's hard for us. A recent survey said 54% of people are constantly multitasking. So more than half the people are constantly multitasking. I was driving down the interstate to to the office the other day, and there was a a lady across from me in the fast lane passing me. She had a coffee in this hand and was putting on makeup in this hand as she was flying past me down the interstate. And I thought, whoo, I don't know if this is the time to multitask. You know, I don't know. And so I kind of scooted over a little bit and let her get by. And, you know, so we're constantly multitasking. When you never rest your mind, when you never rest your body, when you never rest your soul, there are some inevitable things that will happen. The first is this. It will affect your relationship with God. You can't go on nonstop without any, without any, any break and be emptied all the time and think you're going to have a strong relationship with God. If you never even take time to reflect on your life, how are you going to have a strong relationship with God? So it will affect your relationship with God. Second, it will cause you to be tired and grumpy. If you are working nonstop and your body never gets the filling that it needs and your mind and soul never gets the, the filling that they need, you're just going to be tired and grumpy and nobody's going to want to be around you. And you'll think it's just normal. You know, oh, they're always tired and grumpy. No, they're just really tired and they're too arrogant to do anything about it. You know, that's that basically what it comes down. Three, it will cause you to more easily be tempted. Why will it cause you to more be easily tempted? Because when you are the tiredest is when you are most easily tempted. You have no resources to fight it back. And so here you are, hey God, I don't have time to reflect on my life or or get closer to you, but I'm going to beat off every temptation that comes to me. No, you're not. It's going to affect you and you will be more easily tempted. And you're going to be numb to what's going on around you. Because you're going to be so tired, you're just going to want to get that task over and be done. And things that are really important, like loving other people, it's not going to be in your mindset. You're just going to try to get through the day and get back home and start it all over again. So the Sabbath was given as a time of rest. It was a blessing, and it was a holy, special day that was kept. We see Jesus honoring those things in the way that he lived and so should we. When my children were younger, we used to do Advent calendars with them. And uh, this Advent calendar I thought was neat. Every day forms another part of the nativity scenes. We weren't quite that religious. Ours had chocolate in it uh, that that they opened, but but the kids loved them uh, regardless, you know, uh, that was there. But what it said was, hey, you're moving towards something special, Christmas Day. What if we thought every week, I'm moving towards something special that God has given to bless me? A time to rest my body, my mind, and my soul. A time to fill up all of the things that this world emptied over the last week. A time to get closer to God. 
time to spend some, some quality time with my spouse and my children. God's given me this as a blessing. And when I use it, my whole life will be better. And you're not losing anything by it. Henry Ford figured that out. Less actually equal more. And so we go on nonstop, and the only people we're hurting is ourselves and our family. When God has given us something that was supposed to rejuvenate us, a day of rest. Let's have a prayer. Father, thank you for your time. As we look into your word, help us to realize that we need this. Probably a lot of people in this room right now are just tired, and we need that time of rest. Help us to get it. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed today's lesson and that it spoke to you. If you have prayer needs or want more information about us, we invite you to stop by our website, mywrbc.org, and click on Contact. Please use the word podcast in the subject line. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, keyword mywrbc. At Westport Road Baptist Church, we love God and love people. Please join us for Sunday morning service at either 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. We also have Sunday school for all ages during both service times. Thanks again for listening, and join us next week for another message from God's Word.